Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837, and FSP, dedicated to food service excellence. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, the Gospel for today is taken from the sixth chapter of Luke's Gospel. In Luke, it's Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. If you go back to Matthew's Gospel, fifth chapter, you find the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew, it's Jesus, the new Moses, the lawgiver, so he speaks from the mountain, as Moses did. Now in Luke, it's a somewhat different emphasis, much of the same speech, but in Luke's understanding, it's on the plain. The idea here, I think, is Jesus coming down to our level, now to share with us his great teaching. The passage for today is Luke's version of the Beatitudes. In many ways, Luke's version, I think, is clearer, punchier, more spiritually direct than Matthew's more famous version. Here's how it goes in Luke. Blessed are you poor, the reign of God is yours. Blessed are you who hunger, filled you shall be. Blessed are you who are weeping, you shall laugh. Blessed shall you be when men hate you, when they ostracize you and insult you and prescribe your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Just four of them, directly stated, clear, unambiguous. On the surface of it, of course, this is a very strange teaching. And over the centuries, people have been scandalized by it. Again, blessed are you poor. Poverty? Well, no one likes poverty. Everyone tries to get out of poverty. And here's Jesus saying, Blessed are you if you're poor. Blessed are you who hunger. Well, hunger is a curse. It was in Jesus' time. It still is now. Spiritual people have always battled to solve the problem of the world's hunger. But here's Jesus saying, Blessed are you who hunger. More to it, Blessed are you who are weeping. Well, come on, this is getting more and more masochistic, it seems. Poor, hungry, and now sad and depressed. Depression is something we all hate. We all strive to get out of depression. And here's Jesus saying, Blessed are you who weep. The last one is even more dramatic. Blessed are you when men hate you, persecute you, prescribe your name as, as condemned. Come on. Being hated? Looked down upon, condemned? Who wants that? And yet we're being told we're blessed if we're in that state. How do we begin to understand these odd recommendations? Like most things in Jesus' teaching, they turn our expectations upside down. Their purpose is to shake us. Remember I said last week that the experience of God is always a shaking sort of experience. It, it moves you out of your complacency. So here, we're meant to be, I think, a bit overwhelmed by these. Let me suggest to you a way of understanding them. I think it all hinges on this great spiritual term, detachment. 
detachment. We find it all through the spiritual tradition. The Greek fathers spoke of apatheia, that I'm not pathetically linked. I'm not linked in feeling to anything in this world. I'm apathetic with regard to the things of this world. Or Ignatius of Viola, who speaks of indifferencia, that I'm indifferent to the values and goods of the world. I'm detached from them. Here's the idea, Christians. We have within us an infinite hunger. The hunger for God. Nothing in this world, nothing in this world can possibly satisfy that hunger. Therefore, when we hook that infinite desire onto something finite, onto something worldly, it frustrates us, necessarily. And it locks us in to a very unhealthy, addictive pattern. With this idea in mind, let's revisit each of these four. Blessed are you poor. The Greek word there is makarios that Luke uses. Makarios. Blessed, happy. Some say lucky is the best translation. Lucky. How lucky are you if you're poor? Translated this way. How lucky you are if you are not addicted to material things. How lucky you are if you're not attached to material things. It always works the same way. I convince myself that my joy depends upon amassing material things. Homes, cars, clothes. And so I struggle and strive, spend, work, that I might get these things. And I get them. And I experience a sort of excitement about that. But soon that excitement wears off because my hunger is deeper than that. When the excitement wears off, what do I do? In a kind of panic, I begin looking for more and more and more. Bigger house, more clothes, better car, better vacations. And I strive and I work and I finally get those. And then the excitement wears off again. And in my panic, I strive to get more and more. Before I know it, I am locked into this dreadful, addictive pattern. How lucky you are, therefore, if you're poor, detached from material things. We're not saying material things are bad. They're God's gift. They're fine in their place. But how lucky you are if the passion of your soul is hooked onto God and not to anything in this world. That's why Jesus says the reign of God is yours if you're detached from material things. The second one, blessed are you who hunger, filled shall you be. How lucky you are, makarios, how blessed you are if you are hungry. How can we translate this? How lucky you are if you were not addicted to sensual pleasure. Sensual pleasure. Look, the pleasures of food and drink and sex are good. They're God's gift to us. I've often said to you, Catholics aren't Puritans. We don't flee from these things as though they're the works of the devil. No, sensual pleasure is God's gift. It's a good thing. But sensual pleasure is not God. What do we sinners tend to do? We tend to hook 
our infinite desire for God onto sensual pleasure. Food, drink, sex. When we get these things, we feel their excitement. And then, of course, that excitement wears off. It always does. It always will. And so, the familiar pattern sets in. In our panic, we try to get more. I must need more food, more drink, more pleasure, more sex. And I get those things, and then the excitement wears off, as it must. And then more and more. And before I know it, I'm caught in this addictive pattern. You know, all you have to do to see the truth of this thing is to look at the epidemic of obesity in our country. You think as a country we're a little bit addicted to food and drink? Yeah, look around. All the studies have been showing. Now, especially among kids, which I find sort of troubling, among kids, obesity is a huge problem. No pun intended. You have to look very far to see that we get addicted to the pleasures of food and drink. Where else do you have to look? The rise of the pornography industry in America, especially in the wake of the Internet. Now if people want pornography, they don't have to slink around some unsavory place. They can go into their own home, the privacy and comfort of their home, and they can, they can call upon this huge availability of pornography. Are we in this country addicted to sexual pleasure? Yeah, yeah. It's a multi-billion dollar industry in America, the pornography industry. Is it a spiritual problem? Yes. Not just psychological problem. It's a spiritual problem because it means we're caught in this pattern. Therefore, Jesus says, how lucky you are, makarios, how blessed you are, if you hunger, you're detached from these things. How about the third one? Blessed are you who are weeping, you shall laugh. Again, let's do our familiar translation. How lucky you are, how blessed you are, if you are not attached to good feelings. Good feelings. Friends, good feelings. Emotional highs. You know, that wonderful rush that we get when we're praised or we succeed. That's a good thing. It's God's gift. Nothing wrong with it. But good feeling can, just like material things and just like sensual pleasure, become addictive very quickly. When I get this rush of good feeling, well, I want it. I want it all the time. I'll seek it any way I can. And when it wears off, then I start striving for it more and more and more. And when that wears off, in my panic, I begin looking for it more and more and more. And before you know it, my whole life has become a quest for good feeling. To feel up, excited. Do we have to look very far to see it in our culture? Not really. Are people addicted to all kinds of mood-altering and mood-heightening means from drugs, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, painkillers, mood-altering substances. Talk about multi-billion dollar industry, much of it, of course, underground in the black market, but multi-billion dollar industry in these mood-enhancing, mood-heightening methods. You know, Christian, sometimes the very best things we can do in life don't feel the least bit good. 
You see what I'm saying? Some of the best, most noble, most beautiful things we can do don't feel the least bit good. Acts of real love and real generosity and real compassion and real nonviolence can feel anything but good. Therefore, how lucky you are if you're detached from this mania for good feeling. And of course, the last one. Blessed shall you be when men hate you, when they ostracize you and insult you and prescribe your name as evil. How lucky you are, blessed, if you are not attached to the esteem of others. Christians, it's a very strong temptation. The esteem of others. People like me. People applaud me. They praise me. There's an enormous rush that we get from that. Is it bad in itself? No. It's good. But it too can become very quickly an addiction. I get praised. I need more praise. When the excitement of that wears off, I need more and I need more and I need more. And before you know it, my whole life has become nothing but a quest to be praised. But praise is not God. <laughs> praise is a good thing. It's not God. Therefore, how lucky you are, Makarios, blessed you are, if you can hook your infinite desire onto God and not onto praise. Think of Jesus on the cross. Many have said the Beatitudes are a portrait of Jesus on the cross. Poor, there he is, stripped of all worldly goods, stripped of his clothes, nailed to the cross. Hungry, yeah, there's not one bit of sensual pleasure. Hated by people, yes, hated by church and state. Weeping, yes, he's the height of grief. And yet, and yet, Jesus on the cross is the picture of the Blessed One. Why? Because he is hooked on to the will of God, which is the ultimate good. Jesus on the cross is the sign of the blessed life. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.